Hello and welcome back to the Good to Know podcast. I am your host, Court Hickey, and I am really excited about today's episode. I'm also a little bit nervous just because it is a big topic and I am praying that I give it justice in the short amount of time that I'm going to record this in. But it is a good day. Today is actually my Sabbath and normally I would not record a podcast on my Sabbath because it's my day to really rest. But I was running behind this week and I haven't recorded one yet. And I actually love speaking about God. So I don't really view this as work, which is lovely that I'm at that place where this isn't work for me. It's just joyful and I do love talking about God, so it feels like a really wonderful thing to do on my Saturday. But before we dive in to the power of forgiveness, especially when you don't want to forgive someone, I want to share a praise report, which I'm so excited about. I asked a few friends, are there any praise reports? And one of them messaged me and she said that her praise report is that we're going to Malta this year. And we are, we're going to Malta and I've never been to Malta before. It looks stunning. If you haven't been, do yourself a favor and go and Google some images and I'm sure you'll want to book holiday to Malta as well. But that is glory to God that we are in a position where we're able to go on beautiful holidays and see some of the wonderful places that God created. So really looking forward to that and praise God that that is on our list for 2024. Enough about Malta and traveling. (laughs) I want to talk about the power of forgiveness. I touched on it last week in the seven holy habits for 2024. And I did say that I wanted to do a full podcast on it. And I thought, why not start now? Because it is a big topic and it does require... I would say hours of research. So I'm going to try and sum it up as best as I can in a short amount of time. And one thing I, on a video I posted, there was a comment of that's so much easier said than done. And I could not agree more. It is easier said than done, but I thought about that. And the thing is that most things in life are actually easier said than done. If you want to be healthy, it's so much easier to say, oh, I'm going to be healthy than actually going out and being healthy, like going to the gym, doing your steps every day, drinking the water, preparing and cooking nutritious meals that are good for you. That requires a lot of effort. Like that is much more challenging than saying I'm healthy, loving someone. It's a lot easier to just say to someone, I love you than what it is to actually show someone that you love them. Like taking the time, the energy, having the thought in displaying your love to someone is a lot more challenging than just saying that you love them. And I was like, you know what? Pretty much everything in life is easier said than done. And forgiveness is not exempt from that category. It is a lot easier to say that you should forgive someone than actually forgiving them. But thankfully, we have the word of God, we have principles that we can fall on, and we also have a God that we can call on to help us in forgiveness. So praise God that we have that, that we have an actual helper. Like when Jesus left, he 
promised that he was going to send his helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And we have that that lives inside of us that can genuinely help us and come through for us when we need it and when we call on it as well. So that's a really great thing that we can take rest in. And I'm just going to jump straight in. I want to read just a few smaller verses first and then we're going to camp out in Matthew for a little bit. But the first one that I wanted to mention is Colossians 3 and it's verse 13, which says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. So that's the first one. Okay, and then the second one that I want to read as well is in Ephesians 4 and it is verse 32 which says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. There's a theme in both of these verses, which is that we are called to forgive one another because God forgave us. Like we don't forgive others because it's the good thing to do. We don't forgive each other other because it's what's morally right. No, we forgive because God forgave us. And I am such a firm believer in this because before I was a Christian, I don't think I forgave people properly. Like, I think if someone came to me and asked for forgiveness, I know there were situations where someone hurt me and they obviously went away, they did some reflecting and then they came back and said, you know, apologize for their actions or the words or whatever it may have been. And in those moments, I could forgive them for the most part because they'd asked for it. And as well, they were typically people that I loved or had an actual relationship with that I wanted to preserve. So when they did come for that forgiveness, it was like it was in my best interest to forgive them. It wasn't until I became a Christian that I feel like God's spirit kind of challenged me to forgive the people that I probably didn't want to forgive, to forgive the ones that had wounded me so deeply that it doesn't make sense to forgive them because they don't deserve it. And I think when we're all being honest, when it comes to the small things in life, the small things, like if someone was just a little bit rude to you one day, maybe because they were in a rush and they were, they're not in the best of mood and maybe they looked at you funny or maybe they bumped past you or they cut in line or they cut you off when driving. Like those small things, probably for most of us, don't keep us up at night. They don't keep us in this perpetual state of remembering that pain and I guess harboring that anger towards someone like those small things we typically let go it's the bigger things in life the real ones that cut deep that hurt us at our heart level they're the ones that we stew on they're the ones that we spend our time and energy thinking about and that's why I want to read Matthew and then I'm going to get into my own testimony and just, I guess, the process of how I forgive and what that looks like for me because I am no expert at it. It's just something that I've been doing 
for the better part of three years and genuinely it has changed my life it has made such a powerful positive impact that now if someone hurts me sure I'm hurt I feel I still feel those feelings it's not like I have superpowers and I have a shield around me and I'm suddenly immune to it because no I do feel it still it's just I am so much more quick to forgive because I've done life holding on to that bitterness holding on to that anger and not forgiving and then I've also done life forgiving and I can testify that doing it with forgiveness is so much more life-giving for myself like me day to day is so much healthier so much more whole so much more healed when I forgive in comparison to when I harbor and just like hold on to that hurt and that pain so I also want to read Matthew 5 which is the Beatitudes and it is where he speaks on loving your enemies which is in verse 43 you have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your father in heaven he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. There's a lot in that verse and I'm not going to break it all down because again I do want to keep this to a succinct episode if at all possible but he starts off with that you've heard it said to love your neighbor and then hate your enemies but Jesus challenged them to love your enemies and to pray for the ones who persecuted you he then talks about how the sun rises every day for all of us the ones who love god the ones who hate god he sends rain on the ones that are righteous and the ones that are not righteous and then he talks about that anyone like any human in the world the ones who aren't christians they're good at loving their neighbors like people who have a good relationship with others they do a good job at loving them most people are capable of that and so he's saying if we just do that what makes us different? Like, as a Christian, what makes you different if you're just loving the ones that are easy to love, that you love, where it's just simple, and you continue to hate the ones that you hate? Like, you're no different to the world. And the whole point of being a Christian, well, not the whole point, but one of the main points is that we are not of this world. We are of a different world. We are of heaven. We are meant to live differently to the world. And he then says, be perfect, therefore as your heavenly father is perfect. And I know I am far from perfect, but it's in our weakness that we are made full. Like in our inability, God is able. And that for me is the main thing that I, I guess, grab onto when it comes to unforgiveness because I am not able to forgive by myself. I mentioned that I do have some testimonies on forgiveness and 
they're big so I do want to share them but I'm equally not going to go into an overwhelming amount of detail because some of them are ones of people that are still in my life today others are ones of people from the past that I have not seen since everything happened and yeah I just don't really want to divulge names and all of that situations completely but give enough context so just putting that in as a little preface <laughs> that I will be keeping it somewhat anonymous but I think the main ones was when I was younger I think 15 was the age when I was first taken advantage of in a sexual way and that was a really challenging experience because I didn't really know what was what and then again when I was older I was sexually assaulted and then I've done things where I've been the one that was in the wrong as well like it's not like I'm just saying I've been a victim of all of these things because that's a hundred percent not the truth I have then gone and done and hurt people in a really deep way and that's something that you then have to reckon with yourself. When I wasn't a Christian, all I could do was focus on my own healing. It was trying to find peace with myself. It was releasing any anger, any hurt. It was all about, yeah, I feel like finding a peace for yourself while still knowing that whatever has happened has happened. I don't think one thing pointed me to forgiveness when I wasn't a Christian. And so that was just what I did. I tried my best in my own strength to make peace with the things that were done. And I genuinely thought I did a really good job of that. <laughs> like, I thought that I had healed myself. And then I met Jesus. And it became really obvious that that was not healed and that there was still a work to do in my heart. And there was still healing to receive from God, which he gave so willingly, which I am so thankful for. But there was the challenge of, like God prompted me one day in prayer, you need to forgive these people. And I was like, mm. <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> and then I feel it was a sermon was spoken and then I listened to a podcast on forgiveness and there was just an overwhelming message at that time of the power of forgiveness and it genuinely set me free to sit down, to sit in prayer and to have that real honest conversation with God of you know how much this hurt me, you know what it was like, you know, the experience I went through, you know, the trust issues that it created, you know, everything that unfolded from this. It still happened. You know where I am now. You know that I want to be healed. You know that I want to be set free in my heart. And I do not have the power to do that in my own strength. I need you to help me because I alone cannot forgive them because it's too much. Like it's actually too much for me to do by myself. So help me God, help me to forgive this person. And he did. Like we have a God who hears our prayers when our prayers are in alignment with his will and his will is very clear in this book. Like it 
I just read a few verses then. We are called to forgive the ones that hurt us. When he calls us to that, which is his will, he will help us to walk in step with that. And it was supernatural. He helped me release that forgiveness because it did not come from just my own heart in my own strength. He helped me to do that. And that's where it started. It was forgiving those people. And then it was like there was something that was heavy on my inside that suddenly just became slightly lighter. Or as if there were, you know, claws latched into me in some respects and they were still there, but they just came out a bit. And that was one of the best feelings, like that relief and the release that came from forgiving was so powerful. So then I was like, okay, God, who else do I need to forgive? <laughs> because that felt really great. And it was then one of those things that I would just created a habit that every day when I was in prayer with him, like in scripture, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And God said, absolutely. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. That word as is in there. It's not just forgive us of our sins and help us to forgive those that have trespassed against us. It's forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. So if we are not forgiving others, we're not receiving God's full forgiveness. At least I believe, like we do have a God that forgives us. We have a God who saves us, but he calls us in that daily prayer to be forgiving people. And as we forgive, as we learn to release unforgiveness just with an ease and with grace, that's when he can do the same onto us. I'm not saying that he won't forgive you if you don't forgive others, but you will experience forgiveness for yourself and for others on a whole new level when you start practicing forgiveness regularly and daily. So that's something that I started as a practice. I then stopped it for a while and I felt the effects of it. And it's now something that I bring up with God at least weekly if not multiple times a week of who do I need to forgive God? And sometimes it's the most random things. Like I've had memories come up of when I was in grade like three of some random thing happening where I felt left out or I felt that I wasn't enough or <laughs> I was rejected by other kids who probably had no idea what they were doing. Maybe they did, I don't know. But those were the memories that came up and I don't know, maybe they knew, maybe they didn't. And I was like, oh, I need to forgive them because that's what God's calling me to do right now and showing me this memory. And so I'll forgive them. <laughs> and again, this lightness comes when I'm in the process of doing that. So I guess that's like a huge part of the testimony. And then another one is something that all happened since being a believer, where I was hurt by someone who was really close to me and it was someone who should have been protecting me and loving me. And it was insanely painful. 
like really, really hurtful. And I want to, I guess, talk about this one a little bit because I think when we hear forgive others, it means forgiving them is accepting what they've done and it is saying that what happened was okay when it wasn't. And it's almost condoning the actions and that's not what forgiveness is. When everything kind of happened, I sought counseling because I needed it and I created separation between me and the person of, I think we went about four or five months without seeing each other or talking. And then there were boundaries put in place on my part because I needed that for myself to protect myself. And if you are working through hurts, if you're working through trauma, if you are working through like a big thing that needs forgiveness, do it with wisdom, do it with prayer, and do it with wise counsel. Seek support if you need it. Like I highly recommend it. It did wonders for me and I'm sure it will for you too. Because there are situations where it is not wise for you to allow yourself to be in the same spaces as that person who has hurt you. Like there are going to be some situations where it is best that you never see that person again for the rest of your life. And that is okay because you also need to protect yourself. Just because someone hurt you, it doesn't mean that you allow them to keep hurting you. Like, no, you need to look after yourself. You need to protect yourself. I was even reading that in Matthew 5 as well today of how Jesus says, like, if someone slaps your right cheek, turn to them your left. And then I went and looked into that verse a little bit further because I thought I know what he's saying but it also doesn't really seem right to just allow someone to keep hurting you and what he was implying was not actually physical abuse like physically hit like he wasn't saying if someone physically hits you on the right side of your face turn to them your left side that expression of if someone hits you on the right side of your cheek was of an insult so he was saying if someone insults you like, let them insult you again and then forgive them. And if you need to create distance, create distance. Like, he was by no means condoning if someone physically hurts you, let them keep hurting you. That's not his message whatsoever. And so if you are in a situation where someone is physically hurting you, emotionally hurting you, spiritually hurting you, mentally hurting you, get out. Number one, get out. Seek counsel. There are hotlines i will leave details for all of them below but you do not stay in an environment where you are being hurt you may need separation from an individual which is what i went for because i needed to pray for it i needed to seek god's guidance i needed him to heal me first and i think it took me about three and a half months to get to the point where i could actually forgive the individual because it was a big hurt and it was a lot easier to hold on to that hurt than to release forgiveness. And that sounds wild, but it was the truth. So that's what I did. But I remember that I was always praying, like, God, bring me to the point where I can just release forgiveness because that's where I want to get to. And it wasn't easy. <laughs> By no means was it easy. There's still points today where things will happen or things will come up. And again, I call on God, help me to forgive. 
help me to forgive this individual because I do not want to live in a state where I'm harboring pain, where I'm harboring resentment, where I'm harboring anger because I've done life living in that state and I am not my best self when I'm in that position. But when I have forgiven, I myself feel so much better, number one. But number two, watching what God does when you release forgiveness is beyond any words that I could give you. So with this particular individual, we had our separation. We then started reconnecting and spending a bit of time together. And I can genuinely say that that relationship has been healed. We have reconciliation. We're able to spend time together and have it be enjoyable have it be loving <laughs> which sounds wild when i think back to what we went through and sometimes i'll just sit in awe of like how how did we get here like how am i at the point where i can have a relationship with this person because when i look back i think there's no way there is no way that i would have a relationship with this person but it was prayer it was forgiveness and it was God. Like we have a God who can move mountains. And so when it comes to us harboring unforgiveness in our heart, he has the ability to move that. And again, it does nothing for the individual that we forgive. Like it genuinely does nothing. It doesn't condone their actions. It just helps you. I don't know if there's much more to say other than forgive people that have hurt you. And I know that that sounds frightening and I would challenge you to start with the easiest one. Like maybe you have a memory from when you were in primary school where you felt left out. Start there. Start with forgiving those kids because that's probably not the memory that is causing you a lot of pain today. And if it is, start with something easier. Like start with something small and easy and practice forgiveness there and just see what it does in your heart and in your spirit and in your mind and in your soul and then do it again find someone else find another situation ask god to lead you into who you need to forgive because he will show you who you need to forgive and i also just want to put in a disclaimer that forgiveness isn't a one-time thing i think when i first got onto this journey of forgiveness i really thought it was a one-time thing where i went through one of the big hurts that I'd worked through, I released forgiveness and I was like, ha, ah, I've done it. And then about three months later, I got like, I don't want to say triggered, but you know, something happened where that experience came back to mind. I had that thought again and I thought, oh, I'm really annoyed at that person or I'm really hurt by that person. And I thought, oh, I have to forgive them again. It's, there's something still there. And so I did. And I forgave them again. And again, that lightness came. The weight was shifted in that moment. And it's all God. There's no other answer. It's all God. It's not me doing it. My word, I know it's not me doing it because I do not have the strength to do that. But we do have a good God who is able and he will meet us where we are. He will help us. He will lift the weight for us. So I really encourage you to 
make 2024 the year where you practice forgiveness and I know it's hard like I know it is hard but it is also so incredibly life-giving if it wasn't I wouldn't be telling you to do it but I just have testimony after testimony on how forgiveness can genuinely change your heart and your life like I'm just thinking of other friends stories now of insane hurts that they've walked through and again it doesn't happen overnight like when I reflect on myself with this hurt over the last year and a half or so other friends where things have happened maybe three four years ago and it's only been the last year or so that they've been really walking in the fruit and the light of forgiveness and just what that does for their relationships for themselves the lightness about them now it takes time this isn't a like magical genie situation where you say a prayer and like boom it's all gone and nothing to worry about like no it it does take time and that's okay because we just keep forgiving yeah i pray that you spend some time thinking about some people that you need to forgive i pray that you start wherever feels easiest for you so that you can just begin that habit of releasing forgiveness and i pray that you really do feel the fruit of forgiveness and just the power of life that it gives you and what it does in your heart because it truly is life-changing so would you go out today would you be blessed and would you be a blessing to others may you shine just god's love and joy onto the world because i think we all need little reminders every day so i'm praying that you have a blessed week ahead and we'll be speaking with you next week bye thank you for listening to another episode of the good to know podcast if you enjoyed today's episode feel free to leave a review and if you listen on spotify please give us a five star rating if you enjoy it as it really supports the podcast and we look forward to seeing you next week